Welcome to Evangel Church. Our mission is to bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com. If you have your Bibles today, would you open with me to Acts chapter 8. Again, today is a baptism Sunday, and this baptism Sunday is special because it's a time where people are taking the next step in their faith with the Lord and following Jesus with their whole lives. And many people have taken that step before that are in this room, but there are some of you that have not yet taken a step in that way and been baptized. And I want you to know that this week I've been praying for you. And I have two prayer requests that uh, I have been praying. Number one is that there will be people today that you've been walking with Jesus for some time, you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, and you have not yet been baptized according to the scriptures, that at the end of this service, when the invitation is given, you will get up out of your seat, you'll walk out of these doors, you will receive all the clothes that you need, you'll get changed, and you will be baptized. And we will celebrate that with you because I'm believing there are people here that you've not yet been baptized according uh, to the scriptures as the Lord has called us to. And my second prayer is this, that there will be some today that you don't have yet a relationship with Jesus, that by the end of this service, you will know his love, you'll respond to his love, you'll accept him as your Lord and Savior, and then you will immediately step out and be baptized in his name. Will someone believe with me for that? I want you to know this. God's already been answering our prayers because first service was amazing. In fact, they had to go get more towels because we were running out of towels Uh, We started out with four people that we were planning to baptize. By the end of service, 17 people stepped out and took the step to be baptized. People accepted Jesus. God moved. And I'm believing for the very same thing today. So if there's some of you here, you know God's been speaking to you. You better just like buckle yourself in uh, and hold it back because I'm believing God's going to move on our hearts and God's going to do something amazing in our midst today. So join me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we give you this service. We give you this word, Lord God. We pray today that we will walk in obedience to what you call us to do, Lord God, that our love for you will be something that we will never be ashamed of, excited to celebrate, Lord God, in taking every opportunity to share. Lord, we give you this day, we give you this service, and we celebrate for those who have already taken the step to be baptized and those who will soon take that step today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just as I said, that second prayer was for some who would accept Jesus even today and then immediately be baptized. That is the same story that we're going to read about today in Acts chapter 8. So would you join me here in reading? It's on the screens for you if you would need it. We're going to start in verse 26. It says this, But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he got up and he went. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, the court official of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. And Philip ran up and he heard him reading Isaiah the prophet. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearers is silent, he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. 
And the eunuch answered Philip and he said, please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. And as they went along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered him and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. What an exciting moment in the early church. It's a time whenever Jesus and his followers, it was just a short time after Jesus had risen from the dead. He died for the sins of humanity, rose from the dead, appeared to over 400 people, and then was taken up into heaven. And his followers were left with a mission to go into all the world and to share the good news, to preach Jesus, the good news. You know, Jesus is good news to people that need forgiveness in their lives. Jesus is good news to every person who's struggling with sin and shame and guilt in their past. Jesus is good news to every person who is trying to earn their way into a right relationship with God. And so he was given, Jesus gave them exactly what he was giving. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and now I send you out as my witnesses to go and to tell my story and to share my love and to share with others that there is power in the name of Jesus that can save your life for eternity. And they're given the gospel, the good news, to go out and to share with others. And Philip was one of those who saw Jesus and went And as he's going, God used him to come along someone else in their journey who was religious, but yet in relationship with Jesus and his life was changed. And the moment his life was changed and he confessed Jesus as Lord, he was immediately baptized in Jesus' name. And in that, there was great celebration. And that is what we would see being baptized according to scripture is all about. The first and most important thing that we have there is that you need to believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Here's what we need to know today. Baptism doesn't save us. Baptism is not something that we have to do if we want to be in heaven one day. It is not something that saves us of our sins. Paul said it like this. It is through faith in God by grace that you and I have been saved. It is an act of our faith in God and it's by God's amazing, incredible grace that we have received. Is anyone else excited to have received the grace of God in their lives? I know that I've needed it so much. And just last week, there was a play that was on Broadway that that just ended its final run and my wife and I had the chance to see it. It was called Amazing Grace. Has anyone else had the chance to see that? It's a story of how that song came to, be, uh, came to be known and sung. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. If you go back and look at the story, the guy who sang it needed to sing it. He meant every word of it because he realized just how much he needed the grace of God. God's grace is not reserved for those who earn it or it's not grace. Grace isn't something that we could earn isn't something that we are worthy of. In fact, grace is the thing that we receive that we do not deserve. We receive grace. It goes above and beyond. It covers over the faults. Today, if you believe that you've received the grace of God because you have somehow earned it, you're believing a lie, a distortion of the truth. God's grace 
is something that we could never, ever, ever earn on our own. It's something that we are unworthy to have, but yet he lavishes it on us because of his great love. God's grace is what it's all about. And it changes lives when we receive the grace of God and call upon Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The story that we read about today in Scripture is about a man who is religious. He's very religious. In fact, he came up to Jerusalem because he wanted to worship. He wanted to know more about God. He wanted to understand God. In fact, he starts reading from the Bible. And he's reading. So here's what we need to know. Coming up and worshiping in Jerusalem, it doesn't save you. Reading the Bible, it doesn't save you. It can make you religious, yes. But it doesn't have the power to save you. And there's some of you today that maybe you've gone to church for a long time. You're steeped in traditions. And and you may believe that that's enough. Maybe you're just like this Ethiopian eunuch and that's what your life has been about. But I want you to know something today. God didn't send his son Jesus Christ into the world so that we could get religion. He did that so that we could have a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. He came so that we could have a relationship. And so this man, he came on a long journey trying to find more religion, but he found a relationship with God that changed his life forever. I don't know why you're here. I don't know what your journey has been like, but I'm believing for someone today. Maybe you've been on a journey that's led you towards religion, but today you get to meet your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and begin a relationship with him. That's what it's all about. Jesus came to this earth so that we could have a relationship with him, so that our sins could be forgiven, and so that our lives could be changed. You know what religion teaches us so often? Religion teaches us this, that there is a ladder that goes up to God and you can climb that ladder and if you do well enough and you can get it right enough in this life, you could somehow reach God by your power, by your merit, by your own works. Do you know what the relationship with Jesus is all about? It's this, that there is a ladder and you could be trying to climb it your entire life and it's like you've gotten an inch off the ground and there are miles and miles to go. We can never earn our way to God. For some of you, that's the bad news because you've been trying to do that for too long. Do you know what the gospel, the good news, the good news that he heard, the good news that we see in the word today is? That Jesus climbed down the ladder and he came here and he lived a sinless life and he died a sinner's death on a cross And then he was buried down in the earth for three days. And on the third day, he rose from the dead, overcoming sin, overcoming death. Therefore, everything he said about himself is true. Everything we read in the word is true. And that means he has the power to forgive us of our sins and give us eternal life for all those who will put their faith in him. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's what saves us. And when we put our faith in Jesus in that way, it is by Faith alone in Christ alone that you and I are saved. But after that life-changing moment, there are steps that we now take in a relationship with Jesus that reflect what he has done inside of us. And that first step that we see taken in the Bible, according to scripture, is baptism. And I say that to you today and I use those terms because I'm not talking about you uh, being baptized or taking part in a family tradition. I'm not talking about even a religious tradition. I'm talking about this. Have you been baptized, not according to any tradition, but according to what we read in Scripture? And for us to do that, we need to understand what happened to the early followers of Jesus when he said, go into all the world baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The word baptized or baptism is baptizo. Say baptizo with me. 
That is a Greek word. So congratulate yourself. You just learned Greek. You can tell your coworkers you're learning this kind of stuff at church and then invite them to come be a part of it. Baptizo means this. It means to immerse or to submerge completely. And so baptizo means to be submerged. And so whenever you've seen traditions sprinkling or splashing, these kinds of things, um, those traditions are there. We don't have enough time to go through why they came about. But what I do is I look back to God's word and I say, this is what Jesus called us to. This is what he commissioned us in. And therefore, followers of Jesus, after they've made a decision on their own to follow him, make a public decision to share that in baptism. Baptism is an outward sign. It's a symbol of an inward transformation. It is the outward sign of what Jesus has done to change your life forever. If you look with me in Romans chapter 6, it'll be up on the screen, verses 3 through 7. The Apostle Paul, he talks about this. He shares the picture, the symbol of baptism inside of our lives. It says this, it says in verse 3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in his likeness in his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Jesus has set us free from sin. That's the good news. That's what he's done on the cross for us. And baptism is now the way that we show the world that we belong to him, that we are united with him. The picture and symbol of baptism is this. Just as we go under the water, whenever you are submerged or immersed in the water, it is like you are going down into the earth. Just like when Jesus died, he went down. You're associating with him in his death. And in the resurrection, when you come up, newness of life. It's a picture of exactly what's happened inside of your heart and inside of your life. Now, here's the thing. Jesus, he went down into the earth for three days. I promise I will not hold anyone down for three days. I already learned the hard way last service. No, I'm just kidding. Um, down and then up into newness of life. It's a picture. It's a picture on the outside of what's happened to you on the inside. And it's worth celebrating and it's worth you stepping into and publicly declaring. It's a way for believers to say this, I have put my faith in Jesus. Now, oftentimes in our services, if you've been coming for some time, I will give an invitation towards the close of a service for anyone who has not yet accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And there will normally be some kind of response, a raising of a hand, standing up where you're sitting, whatever that might look like, coming forward and talking to someone. That tradition is only really about 150 years old, of people responding in those kinds of ways to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The church before that time, do you know how they were measuring who were followers of Jesus? By who was getting baptized. They knew that the act of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that was a personal thing that happened privately in your heart. And the time that the church started to count it and they started to realize it was when someone was willing to stand up and say this, I'm a follower of Jesus. It isn't just something that I privately have done. I am ready to now share that with others. And so they would measure that throughout the ages as the way of knowing whether someone has come into relationship with Jesus or not when they're ready to publicly declare it. Now again, baptism isn't what saves us. 
but it is a key part of walking in new relationship with God. That if Jesus has saved you and that has filled your life with joy, there should be no reason that you should be ashamed of telling it to anyone and everyone. Nothing should hold you back from being baptized. Why? Because it's the example that was given and it was the commandment that Jesus gave us. There are two things that Jesus called us to do as followers of his. And one was to be baptized and to see others be baptized in his name. And the second was to take part in communion. Those were two ordinances. Those were two things that Jesus called us to continue doing beyond us sharing the gospel, beyond all those things. Those are two things that we continue all the way over the last 2,000 years. And next Sunday, we'll take part in communion together as a church. This Sunday, we get to take part in baptism. It's exciting, church, to know that what we're doing is exactly what the Lord has called us to do over 2,000 years ago. We're continuing to walk in obedience to what he has commanded. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, he said, if you love me, then what? You will keep my commandments. It's a way of you expressing your love for Jesus. And for so many, there are so many reasons for what holds them back. But I want, to, I want to encourage you today. I want to plead with you today. Be like the Ethiopian eunuch. You don't ask the question, why should I not be baptized? You should be asking the question, what is keeping me from being baptized today? And nothing should keep you, nothing should stop you if you have not yet taken that step in obedience to the Lord and say, I'm now a follower of Jesus. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up here as we prepare to close out this time. There are some defining moments that happen inside of our lives. And defining moments in your walk with God, they call for steps of obedience. And that's what we're talking about here, being obedient to what God has called us to do and what he has prescribed in his word. And the second, that defining moments, they call for decisive actions. You taking a step, you deciding to take a stand you standing there and being willing to publicly declare that you're a follower of Jesus and that he's changed your life. I know that there are three days that I would say are the greatest days of my life. And this is them in order. The first one was at a summer camp in Carlisle, Pennsylvania when I stood inside of a tabernacle with several hundred other students and I invited Jesus to come into my heart and into my life as a teenager. And it was on that night that I first felt his grace, his love, his mercy, and it changed me forever. That led me on a journey to be baptized and shortly after to be called into ministry and to begin a journey that God just changed me completely that brought me ultimately here, today, now. The second greatest day of my life was I stood at this altar and I asked Mandy to be my wife and we exchanged vows to become husband and wife. The third greatest day of my life was in Overlook Hospital whenever we invited our first child, Lily Rose, into this world and became parents for the first time. That's it. In each of those moments, I could see. I could see how God has just changed us in the midst of that, and God has used those defining moments in our lives. I think so much that the first and second, though, are much like one another. In the first one, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and now my life has been different. A miracle has taken place. In fact, we are now called the bride of Christ. And so I think about that first decision of accepting Jesus being much like my wedding day. And on my wedding day, a miracle took place. Two became one. We became husband and wife in the sight of everyone there because of what God has ordained. That happened on July 11, 2009. That took place. But after we had exchanged our vows and taken part in that, we were asked for this 
question. It's a question you were asked, many of you. What token, what sign do you bring as a token of your love and commitment? What will you now bear as an outward sign of the inward change that has happened to make you husband and wife? And you know what the answer was? A ring. And this ring is something that we now wear as an outward sign of what has happened inside of our hearts and inside of our lives. And that's something I'm excited about, something that Mandy's excited about, something that we share, something that you and your spouse here today, if you're sitting with them, something that you share, there's an outward sign. But here's what I, I realized as I was praying. What the Lord Jesus has done for us, he's changed us, he's forgiven us, he's done a transformative work inside of our hearts and lives. Are you willing to bear the outward sign of that transformation? Could you imagine with me? She's saying they want me to save them, they want me to rescue them, but they're not willing to take a step forward and wear the outward sign of that change. Don't let anything stop you from taking that step with Jesus today. Bearing in your life the outward sign of what he has done inside of you. What keeps you today from being baptized? What keeps you today from taking that step in obedience to him? He said in, Ma in, in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Today, as we celebrate baptism, we are celebrating those who have decided to follow Jesus. The, those who have decided to identify with him as followers, and it is something worth celebrating, isn't it? It's something worth rejoicing in. And so today, here's what I'm going to do as we prepare to close. First, I want to give those who are prepared and ready and have signed up to go be baptized, you are now excused, and let's celebrate with them as they go. Those that are being baptized today, you can stand up, you can head out. And for everyone else, I want to invite you just to close your eyes and bow your heads with me today. Today I've been able to share with you the greatest decision that anyone could ever make. The greatest decision that I've ever made in my life was accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Realizing that religion is not enough. It's all about a relationship with God. A living relationship with a living God. And he died so that you could have that. Today, maybe you've been trying to climb the ladder all your life. You've been trying to earn your way back to him. You've been measuring your good versus your bad, and you're waiting until you could become good enough to earn God's love. I want you to know you can never do it. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why Jesus died for you. He died to give you his amazing grace, a gift that we are not worthy of, and yet we receive it because of his love. And today, all you need to do is receive that gift. And it says in the Bible that everyone, everyone, Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so today, if you're within the sound of my voice, if you're watching online or in any other format, if today's the day that you're ready to give your life to Jesus, you're ready to receive him as your Lord and as your Savior, and you're saying, today's the day I'm willing to stand for him, I want you in just a moment to do something for me. I want you to say a prayer with me. And this prayer is nothing nothing magical about it, but it's a prayer that acknowledges your need for him, that acknowledges your love for him. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and commits to follow him. And so repeat these words after me if you're accepting Jesus for the first time or if you're coming back to him. 
after walking away from him for some time. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins that separated me from you. I believe that you came and that you died and that you rose again for me. I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior and I will follow you all the days of my life. In your name, amen, amen. Today, if you said that prayer for the very first time with no one looking around, I would like you just to acknowledge that by lifting your hand. Today, if that's you and you said it for the first time, would you just lift your hand above your head right now? No one's looking around. It's a moment between you and the Lord. If that was you, today you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift your hand above your head. I'd love to pray for you. Is there anyone else? That was you. Lord Jesus, I pray for those that have responded, for those that are responding to your love, Lord God. Lord Jesus, would you lead them? Would you guide them? Would you protect them on this journey, Lord God? And would you receive all the glory for it? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. At this time, I want to give an opportunity. If there's anyone here, that you have not yet taken the step to be baptized according to scripture. You know that it's something that God has called you to and you're ready to respond. Here's what you need to know. We have the water, look, water. We have towels. We went out and purchased them for you. We have an extra change of clothes for you. We will go buy you a hairdryer or our makeup or anything else that you feel like you need. Don't let anything stand in the way of you being baptized today, amen? We have it all, we have it all covered. And so in this moment, here it is, you ready? Defining moments call for decisive action. If you know it's time and today's the day that you're ready to be baptized, I want you to stand up out of your seats and we're gonna cheer you on as you take that step. So if that's you, stand up right where you're at and begin to head out. Is there anyone here? Let's celebrate with them if that's anyone. Amen. Let's all stand up together now. And if that's you and you're taking that step, don't let this day pass you by. In any point between now and when we finish our last baptism, if you're ready to take that step, step right out of these doors. Someone will greet you and meet with you and they will lead you right up to us and we'll be excited to share that moment with you. Again, what stands between you being baptized today? Nothing. If you're in Christ, if you've not yet done it, take that step of obedience to Him. Let's sing along as Pastor Brian leads us. Let's prepare our hearts to celebrate with all those that are being baptized.